This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Production services by Sidekick Media Services. And listeners like you supporting us at patreon.com slash awesomecast. Live from our frozen ice sickles castles at home, uh, hopefully, because it is turning into a mess out there. I'm your host this week, Katie Dutters. I'm back again. Our friend Michael Sorg is uh, recovering from COVID. We are hoping he gets well soon because we miss him terribly. And uh, we don't like seeing him sick. He's a good buddy. But we're out out in Pittsburgh, PA, and I'm joined by... normal co-host and a special guest this week which is exciting first of all from studio cd in the frozen d it's the big c chilla how's it going actually there's two <laughs> people from the the big d big frozen d the big frozen d <laughs> i'm, I'm taking i'm taking partial host. yeah I'm, I'm taking partial offense to you calling it an icicle it's more of a castle <laughs> So from Big Bank International, Chilla, how are you today besides frozen? Cold. Um, I shoveled what little snow. We didn't get much snow. I was surprised. Um, but it was nice having the day off. Got to spend some time helping out with the, the kiddo um, doing the school because because of the strike, they were they were back in school today instead of having the holiday. Um, but I'll be back to the, the day job tomorrow um, and just tinkering around my studio. So. Pretty good. And I'll be showing one of those things in my awesome thing of the week. Very cool. And then we have D from the D, uh, Mr. Doug Dirt. Actually, you're double D in the D. <laughs> Triple <laughs> D. Triple D. <laughs> Doug Durda from the Dutters. You from? Where are you? <laughs> do we talk about where you work or is that a big or do you have I'm from um, Yinslow Barbecue? That's right. That's what BBQ.com. Talk about barbecue. I, I heard you were going to grill tonight. I was going to, and I was also, in, in typical Pittsburgh fashion, I have a sweatshirt on, but I'm wearing shorts. And I was ready to go outside and start grilling. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a look at the radar really quick just to see what the storm's doing. And we were 10 minutes away from an ice storm. I said, you know what? Oh, this is a good idea. So I, I brought it in. Oh, I, I did the cooking inside. I didn't bring the grill inside because you know what? I, I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> well it was a good night we had steaks Ooh, jealous i can't wait to start your delivery service well if it ever stops snowing and and all this ice falling i i would love to although i could probably slingshot us some up to chilla we could i'll, I'll send a sled i'll send a sled down tied to with a rope tied to it just load it up i'll pull it back you got it when you have I'm to at the bottom of the hill he's at the top of the hill <laughs> When do you need the drone to just like pull it back and forth? Might work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. So welcome to the Awesome Cast. Subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast app, uh, which helps us out a lot. And make sure you watch our video versions. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, even on TikTok. You can check us out there. And uh, yeah, we're usually here every Tuesday night uh, at seven o'clock. But a little bit earlier this week, we're on Monday night because of um, the, there's an event, uh, Fat Tuesday event that Sidekick Media will be covering. So we're on the show tonight. But usually catch us uh, every Tuesday night at uh, 7 p.m. on Facebook. I do want to give a shout out to our audio partners, uh, 405 Media and Post Industrial Audio. And also, I get a shout out to all the Patreons, which is great. Uh, they're at the coffee club level is Matt Weller, John Digidegor, John Carmen, Cynthia Klosky. At the $1 level, fan of the show, the Mike Fedor Show, PGH Museums, Professor Buzzkill, and also Dave Popner. Uh, you can be a Patreon, too, and have Sorg or myself, if I'm stepping in as Junior Sorg, uh, read your name each week for as little as a dollar a month. Pretty cool. All right. I heard that uh, John Carmen's an aficionado of uh, cherries. <laughs> yes. Cherries with moonshine. <laughs> We learned a lot. We had a, we had, um, we celebrated, I guess, I don't know, being stuck inside still. That's not really a celebration. Uh, got together a virtual Zoom and um, drinking session. Oh gosh, was that Saturday night with a few of us? 
Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that was Saturday. So it was like we actually got to hang out together for the first time in a while. So it was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, John, our our buddy John uh, Carmen was on that show or visit. <laughs> yeah, it was like All a right. reunion of uh, pod campers. Oh, that's right. Campers. We did talk a lot about the original OG podcasting, pod camping. <laughs> All right, let's get to our awesome things of the week. And uh, you know what, Doug? We love you so much. We're going to let you go first. What do you got going on? That's because I like to butt in and derail everything that goes on, <laughs> which I, I'm used to doing because I'm home with you know kids while it snows and, and everything else. But my Teenager awesome. Farts. Oh, my God. It, that's a whole nother conversation for like after the show of what happened during that chat. And, you know, boys being disgusting sixth grade boys <laughs> so my awesome thing this week uh as dutters mentioned yeah you know, it's tomorrow's uh, we got fat tuesday coming up but also um you know day after that is ash wednesday and with covid and everything else going on right now uh, it, it's pretty tough to actually get out to for the catholics to get out to churches and usually we get the ashes and they put the, the cross on the forehead um, and since that's that's difficult to do this year because you know everyone's uh, social distancing and a few churches that are open are actually sprinkling ashes on the head. Um, this group from uh, the Hallow app, which is a uh, it's like a, it's a meditation app, which is really cool if you need to like kind of chill out and, and relax. Uh, it's kind of faith based uh, for Catholics and, and Christians are on there. So there's some praying. There's uh, there's a lot of like this local like the celebrities within the, the circle are on there. Uh, and what they did is they came up with this really cool idea to have a filter for Ash Wednesday. So give me one second here, right? Cause you get in real time. So you can get, there you go. An Ash cross on your head <laughs> as a Facebook filter or Instagram in case you can't make it out. And it's what's neat is there, so there's a lot of groups, not just with Catholics, but other religious groups, too, that are, you know, everyone's finally starting to get on the technology train that we've been talking about for so many years. And now uh, yeah, it's neat to see that everyone's finally starting to embrace technology, like stuff that it's been in our world for, you know, like what, the last 10, 15 years, we've been deep into the social media and everything. So as I guess you could say, as our generation is starting to take over and, and and be in charge of things, uh, you know, there's cool little toys that come out like this. So yeah, if, uh, if you get a chance, check it out. Um, let's see, I believe we're, we'll have a, a link to it in the show notes, but you could go to hallow.com, H-A-L-L-O-W.com. And they've got information right there on the blog on what they're calling Ash Tag 2021. And you gotta watch it <laughs> because, well, that, that could be said several ways. If, <laughs> depending on your accent <laughs> oh, this i'm is trying awesome. not to let my yinzer come out <laughs> and then leading that... up well and then going along with ash wednesday then is you know, we've got fish fries coming up too so we'll have links too for the uh the lenten fish fry map in pittsburgh which has hundreds of locations it's fish it's fish fry season i love it i was i was surprised i didn't realize that there were churches that served alcohol yeah, in fact, and that, um, and that St. Bernard's did last year. Yeah, and that's a filter you can use on the fish fry map finder. Yeah, for several years, uh, St. Bernard, well, they didn't do it last year because of, that's when the COVID was was really uh, kicking mm -hmm. up. But uh, St. Bernard's has always had beer. Like that, uh, when you go down to get your food, they had beer on tap. Uh, St. Thomas More and a few others in Bethel Park uh, have cash donations for beer because you can't actually say, you know, this is $5, this is whatever, but you can make a donation to get a beer or get a glass of wine, which let me tell you, there, we went through several bottles of wine at our <laughs> church. <laughs> we said, make a donation, you get wine with your fish. It wasn't as classy as the time at pod camp when I filled up beer bottles for Dutters with wine, but it's pretty close. <laughs> Nothing but the classy. You look out for the uh, fish fry map. But they've been doing that for years now. It's pretty cool. It's all an interactive map. It, the other good thing with that too is, so there's been a lot of mergers of parishes and other locations that have, uh, like non-religious uh, ones that have closed down. So the, the map has a filter for uh, who's been verified for 2021. So definitely check that out to see who's still doing it. Uh, most churches and establishments have gone to online ordering so because it's pickup only, you can't dine in. 
It'd be cool if you could do that and grab a six pack and you're set. Because I'm I'm noticing like Piper's Pubs on here, um, OTB Bicycle Cafe. I'm I'm surprised Jamos Jamison's isn't isn't on here listed. Oh, we need to talk to Jamie about that one. Yeah, because they get. I mean, we ordered from there, and you'd you'd have to order like three hours in advance, and they'd stop taking orders well before, like. I want to say like they would they would have to stop taking orders at like six because their last delivery went out at like eight or eight thirty. So I don't know if it'll be like that this year. They were they were completely closed last year. No no indoor anything. Um, I think they're able to have people in there for for eating. Yeah, he's whatnot. reopened a little bit. Yeah. For it. I don't know what his restrictions are for, but like most things at Jameson's, it, they're huge sandwiches. Everything mm -hmm. there is like is over the top awesome. I love it there. Awesome. So we'll have to all, uh, eventually it's just going to turn into a uh, fish chat where we talk about when we get our <laughs> fish sandwiches during the Lenten season. <laughs> all right, Chilla, what is your awesome thing? So, oh, cool. My awesome thing of the weekend, let me see if I can get this to work because I'm going to turn off my lights and I'm going to turn this on and we'll see if it works. If you can tell, there we go. Whoa. <laughs> so Royal Kluge makes a gaming keyboard that is both Bluetooth and wireless um, and in a wired state. Let me see if I can get my lights back on here so you can see. Maybe. No. No. Huh. Now I'm stuck without lights. We can go the old-fashioned route and hit the switch. Um, <laughs> for, you, for those listening on audio, Chilla just searched around for a while and then had to physically turn around to flip a switch. <laughs> so the... It's USB-C recharging, which is pretty cool. And then it actually has two USB ports if you're using the wired slash charging piece. It, it will support up to two devices via Bluetooth. Um, and then it also has a USB dongle that's, that's uh, 2.4 gigahertz. Um, it, if, you're, if you're an aficionado of switches in your keyboard, um, it does, I got the red switch model. I wanted something that's a little quieter. I don't know if you can, it's not too loud. Um, it's not like the click, 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 click. Um, but they do sell red and red, blue and brown switches. I think it is, um, which can give you the, the harder, harder feedback and the, the click when you press down, it will have, it does have a couple different modes that you can make those, the, the lights, um, animate in. Um, and what uh, the other thing that I liked about it too, because as I rebuild my office, I'm doing a bunch of stuff, but the actual shell of it comes off and now I'm not going to be able to get it off because I was playing with it earlier. There we go. The shell comes off and then you can actually have the light shoot out from the sides and through the keys, which I thought was pretty nice. So, um, and the keys are removable. I'm actually going to get custom keys printed um for the control windows alt so i have the mac set up um and there's a couple places online that have the the uh the keys and the gra different graphics to pick from um for your key replacements which i thought was pretty cool um so royal kluge they make a bunch of different keyboard models this is like the 66 model it's 66 keys um and it's partially mechanical check them out how much was that? Um, do to do. Now you're asking the hard questions. Sorry. <laughs> Fifty eight dollars and forty nine cents. Um, it was sixty five bucks with a uh, couple bucks off there, six fifty off. I do see them get sales on occasion, um, but if you're looking for kind of a multi connection device, which I have to have for the multiple PCs. Um, without buying something that like lets me do something with software um you're that's pretty that's a pretty average price point for connecting up to um three or more devices simultaneously can you program the lights that are on there to do different designs or they, there's pre-configured ones i don't think this model has it where i can totally customize it like i've seen some of like the corsair and some of the other like the when they, they have like the black widow um there's some of them that i mean you can spend two three hundred dollars on keyboards i think when you i i think to get 
up with a fully customizable light display, um, you're probably talking like 125, I think, for like a pretty good manufacturer. Even the Corsair K57, um, that's like an RGB multi-pattern. Um, it doesn't, I don't think it even has, and that was almost 80 bucks. Um, it does not have cust fully customizable uh, animations. And this is one color, this is solid. This is that solid ice blue color. But th there are the ones that are obviously RGB and then you can mix and, mix and match. And then if you really wanna go down the rabbit hole, there's, you can get all kinds of um, keycap replacements. HyperX makes, makes a bunch of gamer putting keycaps, the double, their double shot setup. Um, some have the solid color with a translucent bottom three quarters um, where only the top of the key is actually colored in. Um, I've seen ones that I've seen actually a, uh, a Mandalorian Grogo, Grogo uh, key um, that's actually used for the escape key. There's, there's some pretty cool customizable stuff out there. It amazes me that how far like keyboard technology has gone since, you know, even 10, 15 years ago, you, you look back at the old keyboards that we had that you would just, you could just toss them around a room and you worked in IT, everyone, I'm sure Sorg has a, a huge bin of like keyboards in his house. And now, you know, now you're going to, you can spend up to the price of like a Chromebook. Oh, definitely. And, and most of them are they either they're, people looking for very specific tactile feedback or they're looking for something like the gamer, something they can show off on, on Twitch or whatnot. I've actually seen people on the TikToks um, that are actually sponsored by different keyboard manufacturers. Um, and they get, they get keycap shipments every week for review. Um, and they also have, they actually have this device, they put the keys in so they don't have to keep flip-flopping them in and out of keyboards but they'll have like the, the different switches so they can actually test. Um, it's like a whole panel of, of switches and keys. The keyboard's really, it's good looking. It, it reminds, so I, I bought the Apple um, Bluetooth keyboard from Apple and the click sounds are obnoxious. Like how loud they, I like, I like the feedback, but it, the sound is just so loud that it's, it's it's really annoying, and that's your keyboard sounds looks has a similar look and feel, and does not seem nearly as loud. Yeah, it's the when you get into the red or no, I'm sorry, when you get into the brown switches and the what's like I'm I'm not I'm not well versed in my uh, keyboard. The blue and brown switches are the louder, like old school PS, like the old school. PS1 or whatever you would have it back in like elementary school with the click, 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 real loud clicking. Mm -hmm. The red's a nice, soft, subtle, but it still gives like a nice pressure. That's awesome. Yeah, because, uh, well, you're going to have to work and mm -hmm. memorize all this stuff so you'll be ready to uh, get your um, sponsorship, keyboard sponsorship. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I need. <laughs> well, over in my world, um, today is Festival in Animal Crossing which is pretty darn cool. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, it was something they teased, I think January 28th was the last update and they teased this event was going to happen. Um, and it's something that's happened on Animal Crossing across you know, several versions of the game. And um, it's, they've been selling things in uh, Nook's Cranny, like um, there's been a confetti cannon, and drums, dance um, platforms, like all kinds of stuff that you that support festival and each island had their own color scheme that you could buy in Nook's Cranny. And you also go buy festival clothes, which would look very sparkly. And there was a hat and a uh, headdress kind of um, thing you could be wearing. And uh, so yeah, today's the big event festival and Pave showed up today. And Pave is a multicolored, um, peacock and it's very very fancy very beautiful um character and your neighbors are all dancing around the, the music has changed there's confetti falling from the sky it's, it's a really cool thing i wish this was more than one day and um but pave is in your square and you go to him and um or you go to pave and you ask them you know like 
the first, I guess, uh, Pave uh, critiques your outfit if you're not wearing festival gear, which is pretty hilarious. I guess there's whole like Reddit threads of just Pave roasting people, which is pretty amazing. And, um, but yeah, you do some things, you collect some feathers that are floating and uh, bring them to, to them. And Pave creates other items, uh, like the same festival items in different colors, depending on what color feather you give them. There's also rainbow feathers, which he gives you the recipe for. And then if you give him a rainbow feather, he'll create those items with a rainbow motif. Like I have now a rainbow uh, confetti uh, cannon. And the last thing is they ask you for three rainbow feathers and it builds a festival float. And this thing is gold and shiny and interactive and you can just dance beside it and it's pretty darn cool. And um, yeah, there was also some reactions that you uh, could buy in Nook's Cranny. There's the throw confetti. I think um, there's a couple dance ones, but it's really, really fun. It's it's really cool to see. And um, like I said, I wish this was more than one day, but you have till 5 a.m. tomorrow morning to do this if you haven't had a chance to do this yet. And, uh, but yeah, so much fun and just the colors are awesome. So I've had a pretty fun day. I, <laughs> I, did this I, really, I really like the... In the one image, it's like the guy with the almost looks like a some kind of net, but his suit <laughs> looks awesome. It's like blue and white shimmering coolness. Yeah, that's one of the festival outfits you get. And um, the other character, the bunny looking character, who's kind of a little bit creepy with their blank <laughs> stare. Um, that's uh, she has a blue sparkly dress on. It's like a spooky looking gingerbread bunny. <laughs> <laughs> It does. <laughs> I'll have to send you. Um, I just got a new neighbor, um, Pietro, and Pietro is looks. It's a clown. It's I think it's a sheep. It's a clown sheep, and it's hor. It's both horrifying and hilarious at the same time. So I'll have to send you all a photo or bring a photo for next week, so you can see my new neighbor, which is both creepy and hilarious. Because <laughs> there's some folks on Animal Crossing, some of these characters, your neighbors, that are just like, whoa. <laughs> Do they just move it? Like, how does how does your neighbor get assigned? Is it just random? Well, you so when you first you build their houses and they will they'll randomly start showing up. Um, like I think the first one, and then you can visit other islands where there is another character. Like if you so the max number of neighbors I believe is ten, and um, if you have an opening, you can go visit. Um, you get buy a plane ticket essentially, and you go Nook Miles ticket, and you go visit another island. And there's usually somebody who's quote unquote like a neighbor vacationing there and you talk to them and you can after you talk to them you they might say well this is great island living is awesome and if you like them you can invite them to live on your island so you can kind of shop for neighbors which is fun especially when you have a lot of nook miles where you can visit go to island island you know you can spend several islands or hours visiting different islands um to find your perfect neighbor um, mine happened to be at the campground that I have on my island and I convinced them to stay. Um, but usually I li- kind of leave it up to random <laughs> to see what um, the Animal Crossing Island gods give me. <laughs> but it's fun. And, and I know there's there's a lot of things where you'll have to deep dive. If you're, if you're looking for a specific Animal Crossing character that maybe you experience along the way, Raymond is a big one that people talk about. Um, sometimes people will trade neighbors but it's a huge it's it's a very much an involved process to do it but exciting and then like i said you get these creepy ones occasionally <laughs> like the eyeless gingerbread bunny so you know what is also very exciting and a lot of fun pizza and uh you know where you can get that over on slice on broadway uh, they do, it's, I think most locations have a little bit of indoor seating, but uh, if you, you're not, um, you'd like to have it at your own home, you know, warm and cozy in your house, they do uh, delivery and pickup. So check them out, sliceonbroadway.com. And I'm very much looking forward to the day that we can all have pizza together because I miss our little pizza parties on Tuesday. <laughs> and trying to eat all the pizza before um, the wrestling show comes in. I miss them as well, but I can say I've I've ordered quite often, and it's one of my favorite places to order from. And usually we can't just order one because everyone debates on what they want. So I think the last time we ended up getting four specialty pizzas, um, which was what kind did you get? Delicious. We got the Slaughterhouse Five. Um, we got the there's a uh, stuffed banana pepper. 
we got the I remember it's the chicken with the roasted red tomatoes or roasted tomatoes. Um, and then we just got a, we got the, we got the perfect pepperoni. So got the pepperoni as well. I remember the first time Sorg saw the slaughterhouse five as the ginormous. <laughs> he, was, he was sitting next to me. I, I think it was the first time that we got, we went with the, the pizza group there and we had the, like the Buffalo chicken was there. It's, there's a picture somewhere of like all those pizzas that we had. Cause there was a, there's at least 10 of us. And I remember Stork sitting next to me going, that's a lot of meat. <laughs> like, dude, that's a huge pizza. I always get the gonzo whenever I can uh, I can get my own pizza, but usually the family will outvote me and, and just get cheese and pepperoni, which is just as awesome. But if I want a special treat, I, I try to sneak in a gonzo whenever possible. Ooh. All right, so let's check out what stories we have this week. And uh, the first one is actually from Riz from Riz Plays Games. Uh, have you seen the cinemas are hiring out their screens to gamers now? Is this something, something you would do, Chilla? I would think about it, but I would want it to be me and at least a couple buddies. So for the right price, I mean, how fun would it be to just walk into a cinema and just be able to play on the ginormous screen? Mm -hmm. um, especially with the sound system as well. Um, but I'd either want A, for it to be, hey, can it be me and a, a couple others? Or what would I thought would be really cool with this um, is could they do some kind of multiplayer game and have ever like teams in different cinemas in, in the different movie theaters, in the oh, different that theaters? Would be awesome. That'd be so much fun. And make it kind of like a, a friendly competition. Obviously, they could keep their capacity low um, and not have to worry about having too many people there. Um, but also give kind of like a team camaraderie, but also versing each other. We used to, there used to be a group called the Steel City Gamers um, that Ron Krause actually got me into. We used to actually rent a conference room in a hotel on the weekend, which is usually at a reduced rate. Um, and we would, we would rent that and everyone would bring like a flat panel TV or computer monitor and their game system of choice or multiple game systems. It was back then it was primarily Xboxes and we would all just set up with, you know, Halo two or whatever, their, whatever game we were playing. Crimson skies was a big one. Um, it, I think the first gears of war was out back then. A lot of times it was either just playing like, um, big battles often we didn't even like hook up the internet. It was just land play. Um, and I think that's actually spawned it off of an older land party that used to occur. So I would definitely get into this. I would just want it to be just more than just me. I remember land parties, <laughs> quake land parties. I used to go to those a lot. And I, I remember they used to sell, I think it was on ThinkGeek used to sell the straps so you could put your tower on your back while you were walking kind of like a backpack mm -hmm. oh yeah those the, we used to have a lot of fun with those quake uh quake doom uh did you guys play we played duke nukem a lot yes duke nukem, <laughs> we did play duke we played uh rise of the triad right okay played i hadn't played that played that every once in a while it's what would be really cool with this is if there was a way for them to figure like you had mentioned uh they have to at least allow another one other person otherwise yeah this it seems expensive for just having a big screen. Uh, and I, I did see in another article where they were talking about how you, you, ba you basically, it might be in this one too, where you bring in your own equipment and you have to hook it up. And they're basically providing you with the screen and the, the sound effect or the speakers, but you have to take care of bringing in your own equipment for it because you have to be able to sign into and, and all that. Um, what would be nice is if you had multiple theaters and if you were doing like uh, even like Fortnite or Apex or one of those where you could squat up and have your three of your buddies in one theater, three of your, you know, three other friends in another theater, and you're all able to play in the same lobby. That would be, that would be really cool. Well, the screen that size though, like that would, that'd be tough. Just don't sit in the first row. Oh yeah. But even sitting <laughs> far back though would be that, I, that would that would be one heck of an experience though i think i think that would be a lot of fun imagine mario kart on a screen that big <laughs> bobby cherry's ears are, are ringing right now somewhere someone just talked about mario kart 
Yeah. So yeah, thanks. Uh, Riz plays games. He's over on the Twitch if you ever watch him uh, play some games. And oh gosh. So I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch this video uh, that Sorg put in, but it's a quote unquote drunk uh, Laura Cross promoting the 1998 uh, Tomb Raider 3 game. And it's hilarious. Her movements are very much like she's had a, a few drinks. And it's just, it's so, like, especially by our video game standards, it's so, it's funny to watch it now. And she talks about the different uh, costumes. And um, you will notice that she's quite well endowed up top. And I feel like that was one of the big new improvements on Tomb Raider 3 all those years ago. But uh, it's a pretty amazing thing. And she's very much like you could just see her kind of arching and turning and just it's it's amazing and just hilarious to watch and it really needs put to some sort of music or song to make it so much better let's see Ooh, chilla what is uh microsoft starting to test um so microsoft has has started to test their web version of xcloud so we may remember that xcloud uh launched and i think you could use it with android um, but it wasn't necessarily across every platform. And they've started to build out, X, and they, they stated they were going to be building xCloud out for the browser. Um, they are an internal testing. Um, you obviously would need a controller. Um, they're limiting it right now to Chrome, Chromium-based browsers like Chrome or Edge. Um, but it will come to the platform later in 2021. Um, and... Um, they don't know if it's necessarily going to be 4K, but I was actually watching my brother-in-law play on his iPhone over the weekend, and he was using GeForce Now, and it was pretty darn impressive. Um, so you can pretty much take your Xbox games anywhere. Um, they don't even have to be installed to your to your home. Uh, the coolest thing about this, what we've talked about before, is you know no updates, no waiting to download, no waiting for patches. Um, just tap the tap the game and and you're off to the races. Uh, like I said, I think there's a couple companies that are even selling specialized Bluetooth controllers um, that allow you to mount your phone to the top of the controller. Um, I know 8-Bit Do was has has one that's specific to Android um, and kind of looks like kind of looks like an old uh, SNES controller, almost like this one, um, but. Um, there's actually has a mount and it's, and it's all Bluetooth wireless. So um, I'm excited for this as a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber. Um, I'll be able to take those games on the go, whether it be on iPad um, or whatever device. So hopefully that'll be out soon, but it's they have at least started testing it currently. Nice. Games on the go. Very cool. All right. So Doug. Yes. What is Instagram doing now with live streams? <laughs> They're playing catch up to everybody else with the <laughs> social platform. Oh, you know, Instagram should be the innovators. Instead, no, they they play they kind of like Twitter. They kind of play catch up. So they they've had this ability so that you could you could have um, you could launch the live broadcast and, and have somebody else come in. Now, get ready. This is going to blow your mind. You can now have more than two people in a live broadcast. Whoa. This is, this is some serious stuff. And every headline I saw for this says Instagram's playing catch up again. <laughs> so everyone else, if we, we know that they're notorious for, you know, watching what Snapchat and TikTok do and then just mimic it because I, I think they're running out of their own ideas. So they wait to see what everybody else is doing. And if it works, then, hey, we're going to duplicate it. And, and that's what they're doing now. Instagram plans to launch multi-participant live streams later this month. Took them long enough. Uh, I think this could be interesting with the people on the platform that do a lot of collaborative things. Uh, you know, DJs, uh, if you're going to do it, talks like this, like what we're doing right now would be you know, something that they could pull off and bringing in, you know, get kind of guests on the fly. I don't know what the admin screen for it's going to look like yet. I'm curious to see what kind of flexibility you have. And if you could also punt people, if say you're having, you're doing uh, live Q and A's and you need to dump somebody for whatever reason, uh, or if you can mute everyone and then unmute kind of, kind of like zoom, <laughs> I'm expecting that feature to come next. 
Uh, but yeah, Instagram's coming out with this. It looks like uh, the last screenshots that I saw, there was four people on a screen at a time. I think if you're going to do anything more than that on Instagram, it's going to be too busy. And it's it's not really going to serve its purpose. Everyone's going to be screaming and yelling. And, uh, you know, next they're going to have to play catch up with Clubhouse. So just just watch what everybody else is doing. And eventually, like three <laughs> to four months, you know, you'll see it on Instagram or Facebook. Not that I'm the salty social media manager or anything. <laughs> no, because no. somebody's going to say, hey, can you do that for us? Uh, hold on. <laughs> That's how this works. Would yeah, I think you, next. Oh, sorry. Do you think they'll end up looking to buy like the club? Do you think the cl- like companies like Clubhouse will end up getting purchased, or do you think they'll continue on their own? I could see a, a platform like Clubhouse eventually getting bought by somebody. I, we always said Instagram wasn't going to get bought. And, you know, you throw enough money out at these companies. It, Clubhouse has only been around for what, like, not even two years, I think. Dutters, you're the yeah. big user of it. You might know. It's Did they just come out and was it April of last year that they came out? Yeah, it was mid. I think it, mid. It, it's been a lot, like, at least within the last year or so. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, it, it's the latest and greatest thing. Somebody's probably already making them offers and they're not even on Android yet. So they'll find oh, a that way. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's only on uh, iOS, but they, they had said that they're going to, that they're coming out with an Android version. So either someone's going to wait for them to do that and their stock goes up even more, or they're going to buy them now and have their own developers figure it out. Yeah, it looks like they were launched in uh, iOS on in April 2020. You did remember that correctly. I couldn't remember if it was 2020 or, or 29. I knew it was sometime recently, but yeah, 2020 itself felt like three years. So, <laughs> well, my dates are all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea what day it is, and we have awesome casts on Monday this week. This really was. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Awesome cast is on Monday. We've got ice storms. <laughs> Texas is frozen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I can't even explain what's going on anymore. Just chaos, additional chaos, new chaos. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, I think it was at the uh, end of January, we talked about a dating app, a s'more, if you remember. Um, you were not here for s'more. But essentially what S'more did was it blurred the um, video until you hit a certain number of like conversations with a certain person. Like if you matched with someone, you had a, after a certain number of conversations, you both were okay with it. Uh, the video would eventually unblur so you could see what the person looks like. Um, it's called, it's an anti-superficial kind of filter that they're calling it on dating apps. Uh, there's a new one. Well, I guess it's been around for a little bit. It's called Jigsaw. And uh, it's big in the UK, started expanding in the US. There's like 50,000 users in the US. Uh, They just got $3.7 million to expand that 50,000 to much more. And the way they do their thing is they literally put jigsaw pieces, like puzzle pieces on the person's face that you're communicating with. So after you've had a certain number of interactions with this person, like each time a piece is removed till you finally get to see what they look like, which is kind of a different take on the anti-superficial so we're we're going to learn about these people who they are before we see what they look like but it's kind of it's a definitely it's a funny if you see some of the pictures it's, it's funny to see what people look like but um do they wait till like the very end to show the face so that you see like everything else or can you say you know show these these certain pieces first it looks like um so over the first six messages is that's the, what they consider meaningful conversation. Um, when you get to seven messages, um, that's when you're fully revealed. So it's just kind of like little by little. <laughs> and that's, uh, so they've done some testing and apparently that's the number um, that is tested and is the sweet spot for their users. So it's kind of interesting to see this. It's like more of a, they're calling it like a gamified twist and a slow reveal. <laughs> When you first said that, I I thought this was going to be like a love connection for fans of the movie Saw. (laughs) There might be that out there. We don't know that. Specifically. Let's see. Oh, my gosh. Um, Oh, did you guys check out this uh, radio um, app? It's uh, radio.garden. Amanda from Bold Pittsburgh shared it. 
And what you can do with it, it's like Google Earth, but you're able to listen to radio stations throughout the world. Like there's a bunch of little green dots on all in each country or each um, country, and you're able to listen in and to see what they're listening to each, you know, at that particular time. So you can listen to the Mikey and Big Bob of other, <laughs> the Italian Mikey and Big Bob. I feel like that would be a thing. Oh, please um, tell me that's a thing. I want to. I want to hear that. It's uh, well. I think it was last week we talked about uh, big birds from around the world. There's <laughs> different Mikey and Big Bobs from around the world <laughs> with little mustaches and berets and Branson. <laughs> Mikey it's, it's and cool. Big Bob worldwide power rating. <laughs> Which is the best Mikey and Big bro- Bob? Top five big Mikey bro. and Big Bobs. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's a pretty cool app and it was nice of Amanda from Bold Pittsburgh to share that and you can kind of just listen in music you know, or whatever they're talking about, which is a fun way to do that. Oh, this is something funny. So you, as you may know, our friend of the show, Kim Lyons, I like to, we like to drop in some Kim Lyons stories from The Verge. She talking, she had an article about DoorDash acquiring Cho, Chowbotics salad robot. First of all, I didn't realize there was a salad robot. I don't think we've talked about this yet. Um, but there's a robot that builds salads and also there's, it can, uh, build cereal and poke bowls and it's pretty fancy and it's apparently, apparently popular, like on universities, um, hospitals, grocery stores, you can find this chowbotic robot. Um, yeah, I don't think it has a name besides chowbotic salad robot, but, uh, DoorDash has, definitely um, invested in this particular company uh, because there's been a, long, a lot of conversations of like, what is DoorDash going to do to expand, you know, hopefully once, not good wood, when this pandemic ends, like what's DoorDash going to do? Because obviously they're going to lose a decent amount of business because we'll be able to leave the house and visit restaurants. Um, but there's like these DoorDash, these um, robots that are able to build salads that robot or that restaurants can buy and you just hit buttons and it builds the salad. And you have no idea if your salad was built by a human or a robot. If you, really matters <laughs> to you DoorDash was all over nascar yesterday for the daytona really they, they have a car and it's i don't know enough about nascar to even pretend that i that i can like say oh this is exactly what was going on all i know is i turned it on and they kept going over to DoorDash's pit and i went ooh, something bad must have happened but who there's DoorDash. Like it's one of those sponsors that like really stood out. So, and there was a rain delay too. So they had like 15 laps that, that were in. And then, um, and then when they had the delay, they, they kept going down to the pits and like DoorDash was just everywhere. It seemed, uh, I'm sure that some angry NASCAR fans are going to comment back about what I'm talking about and bubbling about NASCAR stuff. But as like a, a marketer, I saw that and went, Whoa, DoorDash is in NASCAR. Like this is, uh, that's pretty big especially for like Daytona, like that, that is like, that's the big race. So de- they're definitely making a play, not just with delivery, but like they're, they're hitting different little touch points all over the place so that they're, that logo is getting out there. That's so wild. Yeah. That's, that's one of the last place. I mean, I would never, I, I don't know, like anybody can sponsor a car, I guess, but it's just wild. Like, cause you don't see DoorDash out there like that. I don't think they sponsor anything else. Like I can't think of any other sports teams they're involved with. Give it time, and I'm sure the pens will have it on their ice. <laughs> yeah. Which, so, did, did, speaking of things on their ice, are they? Is it digital? Yeah. That they're doing at the close to center ice, where like they they have the advertisements that change. Is that is that digitally done, or is that actually like lighting that's pushed down onto the ice? I believe that's digital. Okay. Because I because it was changing too. Like I, I've it seen was, it swapping games. And it kind of well, flickers I've, a little bit too. Like it, it looks okay, like I, an overlay. I didn't, I didn't get to pause and like watch someone skate over to see like what it would do when someone skated over it. But I was surprised it was, it's, they're changing like every, every few minutes of play. Um, so I thought that was an interesting, I'm sure you will see it on the ice. <laughs> it's, when I first saw that, it reminded me of, um, how the NFL has the yellow line for where they have to go for first down. I think mm-hmm. it's similar to that. And it's, okay. it just started this season from what I remember. I don't remember that last year. Yeah. I don't remember being out year. there. And I, I was wondering, I'm like, I wonder if they got a big patch of green out there. 
like they do with the pirates because the pirates like this the the banner behind home plate at pnc park is green it's a green screen or at least mm-hmm. it was at one point and then they just flip different ads on there depending on who was doing the broadcast so i'm like wow that would be really weird if you walked if you whenever <laughs> we get to go back to games you know you see a big patch of green on the ice but i'm sure it's just an overlay because yeah, the boards itself, they had the digital advertisements yeah. that would change that you could mm-hmm. see while you were at the game. But like the on ice stuff, it's like probably just them trying to see what kind of money they can make because before they get fans back in. Well, and I think it was, it might have been Washington, it was either Washington or the Islanders. The board was like, it, it, the white balance on that was off compared to everything else. So when you would go buy it, it was like, like in your, like, so bright and then everything else was kind of dark and faded around so it looked really bad and it was only at one of those arenas i just remember that sticking out like well it's that's like a you know like an 80s style bull you know digital board. <laughs> they just stuck out there to blinds everyone and it's just it wasn't balanced on the tv and every time that they played that team i just remember i always looked for it i wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past the the Capitals if it was them, just because I I like hating on them, not as much <laughs> as Philly, but it's so wild. Like having our um, just playing our big rivals every every game is like a rival game, which is both awesome and depressing. It's when we lose. Too. <laughs> it is. Our divisions are all rough too. In case you are familiar with the NHL, um, the, the division that the penguins are in it is a pretty rough division it likes to beat up on each other <laughs> we'll start makes, seeing things on injuries it makes Add it tough injuries. on fans too mm-hmm. because we're, like i work with people from philadelphia and we're always ripping on each other because of hockey and we're like you know what did we just play you like I, I liked it last year where we had a break in between now it's like oh great another home and home game oh we've got philadelphia like 12 times this year or <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> I'll still always hate on Philly, though. That you have change. to. Yeah. All right. Did we hit all the stories? Was there anything else I missed we wanted to talk about? Oh, I think that's most of them. The There's one thing I wanted to bring up really quick that I, I tossed in there last minute. You might not have mm-hmm. seen. Uh, going back on the social front, uh, LinkedIn is rolling out new admin roles on the business pages. And, you know, I, I've had a love-hate relationship with LinkedIn. It, it's like it's it's a necessary evil is what I, I call it. And I, I feel bad saying that too sometimes because I, I have friends that work for LinkedIn, but I'm like, God, like you guys have got to fix some of these things. So they came out with this new thing called Super Admin. And if you ever needed a platform that was really playing catch up with everyone else, it's, it's LinkedIn. Uh, but it, it's one of those that if you can use it effectively, it's a great tool. It's a great business tool. So what they did is uh, you now have a super admin title for your business page or your showcase pages. And super admins have the full functionality on the page, including um, the sole ability to, to manage the other roles. So you're, you really are like super admin, super user. Um, the other roles that they have on there is there's a content admin, there, uh, which handles pretty much all the content that you're going to be posting, live streams, events, stories. Uh, there's an analysis role which will be uh, handling all the exporting of the analytics, running reports. And then uh, one of them that's going to be coming up that isn't released yet. So all of these are available now. Uh, there's going to be a curator role, which will curate the post from the uh, My Company tab that is uh, on your account. So when you look at it, you'll have one person who's the super admin. And then kind of sounds like how Facebook handles their admins now. You've got one super admin and then they can kind of, or you can probably have a, couple. I'm the only admin on our page, but uh, that role then can basically dilly out the responsibilities to everyone else. So that's one of the the steps that LinkedIn's doing to kind of compete with or catch up with Facebook, which Facebook's had that for years and has made it really easy if you want to have an outside contractor running your analytic reports or curating content or anything like that. Uh, I, I know 2014, 2015, something like that. I think I had that ability on Facebook. So, hey, congratulations, LinkedIn, you and Instagram <laughs> are catch up uh, artist of the day. We just bring you on the show like every week or every once a month 
Here is the ketchup artist of the month. Oh my goodness. Social media. social media drives me. I don't know why I love doing it so much, but I do. And, and maybe it's because I like to complain about how people just can't keep up with technology. People who are making it can't keep up with basic functionality. <laughs> don't get me started on the other aspects of LinkedIn. Are you going to yell? You stand on your porch and yell? Oh, I, I will be a grumpy old man in Dormont yelling. Let me tell you. I'm, I'm the angry social media manager. I was around for floppy disks. Oh, man. All right. So, uh, Doug, where can we find you if you're besides yelling on here about social media? <laughs> Listen to the old man on the Internet yelling. Get off my lawn. Uh, you can find me at yenslovebbq.com, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the Tickety Talks now at yenslovebbq. Uh, talking about barbecue around the Pittsburgh area. We've got over 60 restaurants, food trucks, vendors going on, uh, covering a lot of southwestern Pennsylvania, focus on Pittsburgh, and going to be expanding to western Pennsylvania very soon. There's your, your surprise for the night, although I think a lot of people realize I was doing that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's just a passion of mine. I love talking about barbecue and uh, finding people good things to eat. So yeah, check it out. Good times. Mr. Uh, John Tachilla. Chilla, where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find me at Chilla on the Twitters, John Tachilla on the Facebooks, and CNJ Plays on the YouTubes. Or CNJ Play Games on the YouTubes. With a Z. With a Z. Or edgy. New posts? We played um, on Super Bowl Sunday. We did a live stream of... Uh, Rocket League Gridiron, and then we just posted another played. We played Rocket League one more time before Gridiron went away um, because it was a limited time game for the uh, NFL and Super Bowl. Um, and then I don't know what we're going to be playing next. He has a couple more Roblox games he wants to dive into. Um, I want to try to get into some more Xbox because it's funner to tinker and figure out how to stream it. Um, but I'm sure we'll be playing something this week. Usually we try to film on Thursdays and get it posted over the weekend. Very cool. And I am Katie Dutters. You can find me on Twitter at kdutters, um, on Instagram at katemariepgh, and probably on Facebook. I'm barely on TikTok. Well, not even talk. I'm, I'm a consumer. I'm a TikTok. <laughs> I learn more from TikTok. That's what I'm there for, the education. <laughs> well, thank you so much for tuning into this week's awesome cast. Uh, you can see us, uh, we're back on Tuesday next week at seven o'clock and you catch us on Facebook live. Uh, also follow us on AwesomeCast on Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And uh, so you can see what we're up to each week. And uh, so, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. You've been our awesome, awesome audience. Have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.